What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode seven of Dread and Drafts, the podcast where we discuss all things fear while we drink and review all things beer. I am John, and with me are the co-hostesses with the co-hostesses, Jen. Hi. And Annie. Hello. And now, a message from Paul. Knock, knock. Uh, who's there? Spoiler alert! All right, thanks for that, Paul. So, it was the night that he came home. So don't go out alone. When it's dark in Haddonfield. So snuggle up inside. And don't you dare try to hide from our review of Halloween. That That's would Twilight be the Zone. Twilight Zone. No, isn't it? No, that was definitely Twilight no, Zone. No, there was... Do, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, 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 Wasn't do, I doing do, that? Okay. No, you did... Do, 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 do. <laughs> We've watched both. I don't know. <laughs> all right, so as we always do at the top of the order, who's drinking what? Anne, hit us with it. All right, here we go. Mm. Oh, Enjoy that. that ASMR, everyone. That was a good one. <laughs> uh, this is Shipyards, Shipyard Brewing Company, sorry, out of uh, Portland, Maine's. They're uh, Smashed Pumpkin, which is a strong ale. Billy Corgan would approve. Oh, man. The head on this glass, folks, is really embarrassing. <laughs> it's too much. Wow. It's too that much. That is mostly bubble. I know. Uh, it's got a specific temperature it should be enjoyed at, 55 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm. Um, I don't know what temperature it is, but i Temperature I'm... check? Mm. 58, sorry. Oh! <laughs> a little yeah, bit too warm. A little warm. bit too warm. Um, but it's a, uh, let's see, what does this in fact say? I was looking at it two seconds ago. But it's got Willamette and Sapphire hops. Um, it is pretty tasty. It's got some uh, pumpkin and nutmeg notes. Obviously, it's that time of year. Um, and I liked I liked it uh, from its picture, which is a, a pumpkin that looks a lot like the pumpkin in the, uh, the movie. It does. Mm-hmm. So, very appropriate for tonight's movie. Um, yes, I am also drinking the same thing, and it's a little bit... Um, you can almost taste like a burnt sugar at the end so not quite sweet sweet but like a little bit of um i don't know caramel yeah caramelized yeah the at the end end notes there um so i quite quite like it and looking at it i'm like oh shit it is nine percent uh was not (laughs) was not expecting that so yeah if I'm a little tipsy by the end of this episode. Who can blame you, Jen? Not me. <laughs> Not me who picked this beer out. <laughs> I won't either. No? I, 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 no, I'll drink more of you than you guys if you want to. I'll get like full on smashed oh, like your pumpkins. I see oh. what you did there. Yeah, shake down 1979. Womp womp. No. Oh? No, that's not a wah well, that's a great song. I will I was, no, I was talking about your joke about your it. joke, but oh, then yeah. that's fair. That's fair. All right, and as for myself, I thought it also appropriate uh-huh. for a movie about Michael Myers, mm-hmm. the serial killer, not the actor from Wayne's World. Um, <clears throat> I went with, I believe we had a Millersburg one last week, mm-hmm. and we're hitting another one, another Millersburg. But this one, for Michael Myers, is Nuthouse. 
peanut butter porker. I love it. It's so good. It's so good. It literally tastes like a PB sandwich. Wouldn't be a peanut butter sandwich, Shh. but... Peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> or, you know... <sighs> peanut butter sandwich. Peanut butter sandwich. We're just going to go with it. Okay. Is it... So it's very dark. Is it got some coffee notes, too? Oh, yeah, it does. But honestly, like, there is... Here, try some. Okay. There is mostly... It's just a slap in the face of peanut butter. Just like my peanut butter sandwiches. I don't do jelly. Oh, you got a slap by that peanut butter. It was a slap of I peanut don't, butter. I, I don't do jelly for my sandwiches. I just do straight peanut butter. And it's not a little a little of peanut butter. It's like half a fucking jar of peanut butter on each sandwich. No it's, jelly. No. No. He is one of the weird ones who occasionally will do Miracle Whip on it. Miracle Whip. Oh, we have talked about yeah, that. I don't we know. Have. It's so good. <laughs> peanut butter... And liverwurst. <clears throat> I Say feel... what? Who the fuck eats liverwurst? Me. It's delicious. Who? Okay. Other than you and everyone's grandparents and great-grandparents and they're on. Right. Who the fuck else eats liverwurst? It's just, it's a lot like bologna. But it's not bologna? It's a little bit heartier. <laughs> because it's liverwurst? It's delicious. You will eat all of the weird meats, though. You yes, and Ray both. True. Um, Just all the weird meats, folks. <laughs> all of the weird meats. Like <laughs> many You're You like, know what though? Pate, serve that shit up. Oh my gosh, that's delicious too. And you know, I say I will, but at the same time, like I'm not gonna eat an endangered something or other. I mean, here's the thing. Oh dear. If it's already done and been cooked uh-huh. and it's in front of you. Right. You're not eating it. It depends on the uh, the moment, I guess. Exactly. Because, like, if you didn't do it, but what? it's there, would you let it go to waste? I'm like, no, 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 throw that away. How dare you? I might be like, how dare you while the juices are dripping from my face? Well, I'm not going to wander out into the world and be like, let me find some bald no, I'm not saying No, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that. Oops I'm just saying, like, if it's in front of you. Uh-huh. And they tell you what it is. Right. But it's already cooked and prepped. Yeah, you can still think that person's a piece of shit. Like, how, uh, like, uh, you know, I can't believe you fucking bought this or, you know, killed it or whatever, but, like, it's in front of you. Do you let it go to Again, waste? Again, it would, it would depend on the situation. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like it would depend on what it was, too. Yeah. There's certain things that I'm like, mm, I will try a lot of things. There's certain things that I'm just like, yeah, I don't think I would try that. I'm We're- trying to think of what type of meat I wouldn't try. That, like, astringent shark meat? I would eat shark. Of like, I is it Iceland? It's like a traditional dish where they get the Greenland shark and they cure it for a really long time and then they eat it. It's probably it's probably it's Iceland or somewhere yeah. up there. Yeah. Just like those uh, fish in, uh, is it China? I feel like it's China where they put fish in salt and let it like ferment That's... over time. China or Japan. I think it's more Japan. They bury it underground and it's like this fermented fish. It smells fucking terrible, but it's meant to be like this delicacy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've had fermented squid. It was very tasty. I'm sure it wasn't. (laughs) But like, I don't know. It was on. I saw it. And I don't remember. It it, it was either China or Japan. And I apologize if, but I want to say it was Japan. And I watched it on an idiot abroad. 
Oh yeah, that's um, right. That's where we yes. saw it. Yeah. And you know, they were like, "Here, you're you're our guest. Have this. It's a delicacy. Not many people have this." Mm-hmm. And oh my god, this thing looks so fucking rank. Mm-hmm. It's like this brownest brown fish that just looked like it was just mush. But then I think you know. In the correct situation, you can get yourself in the mood. Like, they are serving me something very special. Uh, it's a big occasion. Mm. John's shaking his head. As soon as the, listen, I would be like that until the texture got all, all up in my mouth. And if it was any type of disgusting texture, uh-huh. I'd be like, Bleh. Nope. Gone. Nope. Just like the smell. We I, have mm. derailed so hard. <laughs> what? This is, this is all gearing up to talking about Halloween. Oh, my mistake. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of Halloween, mm. you know, in a sense, you know, Michael Myers, The Shape, also The Boogeyman. Mm-hmm. But the only ones that ever called him The Boogeyman, I believe, were the children, right? Yes. It was Tommy and Nancy. Was that the little girl? That was the little girl's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it was Nancy. I think it was Nancy because her babysitter was Annie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so they're the ones that mostly it was Tommy called it the boogeyman and like the other kids teasing him, watch out for the boogeyman type of shit. So basically that's like a whole like, you know, folklore, scary story, urban legend type thing, Uh, even though like because this is the first time that Michael Myers went out and did this. But it was more so just like, hey, it's Halloween night. Let's scare younger children. So what urban legend or folklore or story that you had heard when you were younger, scared the hell out of you. Like, what was your boogeyman? Like, what were you 100% convinced was a real thing that could get you? Do you have one off the top of your head? Do I have one? Oh, 100%. Um, so this one uh, was a story uh, that uh, was told to me when I was very young, probably about Flynn's age, so six. Um, and this one was told to me from my mom. Thanks, Ma. Um, And she told me this story when she was a young kid and she was sleeping at her house, so my grandmother's little house. Uh, She fell asleep and had a dream about uh, her grandmother who had recently passed. And her grandmother was sitting next to the bed that she was sleeping in and was holding her hand. And she woke up and her hand was in the exact position off the bed and... My entire childhood, my hands and feet were all tucked in. I slept in a fucking fetal position ball under the covers. Mm-hmm. Nothing. To, I mean, I didn't want any limbs hanging out. So that 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 story just terrified the hell out of me. And I was like, mm, no ghosts. No ghosts. Um, I had a fear of sentient meatballs. Uh, what? So. Maybe you should have went first. This was the '80s. Um, okay, cocaine was big thing. So <laughs> no, I did not do cocaine. Um, also, I was a baby. Uh, but no, I was not feeling well one summer, and my grandma and my mom and my sister went to I think a library somewhere, and they left me with some neighbor kids at a summer cottage, and the kids at this house were watching Critters. Okay. And I was young enough, I don't really have any grasp of what a horror movie is, what was on TV, but there are these meatballs with legs and And teeth and... I don't think they had fur. I thought they were just meatballs. No, they they weren't meat... They were little tiny Critters. I mean, I've not watched it since then. Hence the name of the movie, Critters. They weren't meatballs. Sentient meatballs, folks. So you were terrified... (laughs) Of critters. Of evil meatballs. 
that could come and get you. Uh, yeah, specifically underneath cars. So I think it's that same thing. It's the unseen that yes. could grab yeah. you from underneath something. But that guy in one of them gets dragged under his car and eaten by the critters, by this meatball. And <laughs> the meatball. And uh, that was terrifying. So I mean, it, there, there were there were plenty of terrifying uh, sentient food horror things out there. I don't believe there was ever a, a meatball one. Critters were actually like creatures. They were critters. Um, you had Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. That's that was true. a cartoon. Um, it was it was a cartoon, but it was also a movie. Oh. Uh, it was a really really terrible cheap movie. Well, maybe we should. But then watch it that. was a movie. It was a cartoon in the. 80s, mm. early 90s. Yeah. Um, and then also a throwback to Goosebumps. You had it came from beneath the sink, which was originally a sponge. Yeah, I was about to say, wasn't it? But then at the end of it, they found a potato that was very similar, but much, much more evil. Yeah. An evil potato. An evil dude. potato. I'm actually. All of Ireland was in an uproar. Uh, uh, just enraged. I can actually remember the Killer Tomatoes. Theme song. Attack mm. on the Tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I never watched this, so I know you spent your childhood watching Star Wars and nothing but Star Wars. I wasn't allowed to watch <laughs> that show. I just I remember it came on after a show I was allowed to sure. watch, yeah. so. which wasn't much. So it, you know, the list is short. What was yours, Jen? What were you afraid of? I'm struggling to think right now because I don't know that there's one particular thing. I did have like the fear of limbs hanging over the bed, like that. That I was think most children had that. that was, I just yeah, that was kind of more standard. so. It was like the boogeyman or the monster under the bed. Yeah. But mine was like, you know, ghosts the could just sit there and hold your fucking hands and shit. And I'm like, nope, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't touch me there. Um, but no, I I had a huge fear of dolls and things you like still that. Do. I do. Yes. Yeah. And that was, I still remember my parents watching freaking Chucky. Um, one of the one of the Chucky movies might have just been the original Child's Play, whatever. But I still remember them and them trying to get me to watch it, probably when I was around Flynn's age also. And I literally, I didn't want to go in my room alone because nobody, everybody else was out watching sure, it. Sure, everyone else was older, you were the youngest. I didn't want to be alone, but I also didn't want to be in there watching it. So I sat in the doorway with my back to the TV, reading a book, hearing everything in the background, and kind of occasionally looking around and being fucking terrified. Because it was like one of those things, well, shit, I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. Sure. Don't want to be alone in a dark room right now, but I don't want to watch this movie. I also had a highly irrational fear of Chucky. <clears throat> so my brother Josh, uh, he had, uh, anyone who grew up in the 80s, they had my buddy dolls. Mm -hmm. Everybody. And um, kid sister. Yes, yes. My buddy and kid sister. Uh, and the my buddy doll looked very similar to the uh, Chucky doll. Well, that's, but, that's what it was That's on purpose. Of. Yeah. Brown hair as opposed to red hair. Um, and he had that fucking thing and I don't ever remember him ever playing with it. He kept it in the back of the closet and I watched child's play at a very young age and I knew he had that and I knew it was in the closet. Mm. 
So I had a lot of time, hard time sleeping as a kid because I had to still have a very active over imagination, overactive imagination. Um, and I would wake up in the middle of the night for no reason. And I'd be like, nope, I need to go to my parents. And their bedroom was downstairs. I'd have to walk past the open closet nah. where the my buddy doll was. And I had a few options. And usually I went with one of two. Uh, one would be just run the fuck past the closet and run downstairs. <laughs> um, two would be hurry up and shut the closet and then run downstairs. Or option three would be go back up into the top bunk and try to go back to sleep, which that rarely ever happened. So usually it was option one or two, and <laughs> I would sprint past, and I would sleep downstairs in my parents' room because I, I had a lot of nightmares as a kid, and it was always, like, scary, stupid shit. Um, and now I don't have any dreams anymore, so thanks yeah. for that. I still have nightmares. I, I really don't. Yeah. And But, yeah, that used to scare the shit out of me, and it was a stupid doll. But... When you have two older brothers, like I was, and like they used to be like this shit's real, like it's gonna get you type of stuff. Oh and yeah, my sister would do the same thing, and they're both older also. Yeah. I still remember my sister Krista making me. She was watching me. She had her friends over and making me watch The Exorcist with them, and then locking me in the garage <laughs> for wow. like a bit. <laughs> I was fucking terrified. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So. And usually it was my oldest brother, though, at, at that young age, that because he was a teenager. Mm -hmm. So he'd be the one teasing me and scaring me and stuff. <clears throat> so, yeah, thanks for that, Tim. Thanks for that, Krista. I love you, though, now. Mothy. I mean, we're... <laughs> I mean, I guess I should say you're welcome to my younger siblings because I was oh, the oldest. You so you the... did the same shit. I don't remember. Like, it's Which all... means yes. But I don't recall anything because we weren't allowed to watch scary stuff. When I happened to, it was because I was over at a... You just scared him with threats of Jesus. You know, Jesus Violence. is going to see you doing that. Ugh. Delicious beer. <laughs> hey, about that beer and the movie that we were supposed to be reviewing. Uh, it's it's all good. All right. We're on, so We're on track. <laughs> the start of this movie, though, is one of the great... For this being an independent movie back in 1978, the start of this movie is amazing. I love... The first person view of this. And I don't know if this is like one of the first. I know Psycho also kind of did it. But this how they did it. Like the whole view of the house. The sister and the boyfriend. The 12 seconds of, of sex. If that. <laughs> Just I mean literally the, the time the time it took from little Mike to wander from the side of the house into the kitchen. Grab the knife. Pick up the mask. Or pick up the mask and then whatever. Anyway, and then the boyfriend's go, and then, running downstairs, clothed and and then yeah, seeing the boyfriend come downstairs, and then going upstairs, and his sister's there, and she's like Michael, and the main focus wasn't on her being stabbed, it was the knife. Mm -hmm. Every every it went up and the and he stared at it, so the camera looked at that, and it stabbed her and. There's these little splashes of blood just covering her. And that's like the only blood in this entire movie. Yeah. Well, that was actually a direct result of one of his previous movies. And a lot of people were up in arms about how gory his previous movie was. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they they 
cut it way back. However, the actress who who played Judith, the older sister, um, she was a a playmate. I think she was in Playboy magazine. Those tits had to be in one magazine. I mean. We all know that. Um, but she said, like, in between takes, she had to scrub the blood off. Oh, wow. So, like, so they could go in for another shot or another take of it or whatever. Um, so she said they the, the people, the props people were really too rough. So at the end, like, she asked Jamie Lee Curtis to help her with that. And Jamie Lee Curtis was more gentle Aww. with the scrubbing. Thanks for cleaning the the blood off my boobs. Thanks. And I really, I think the cool thing, too, is that this was a one-shot scene, for the most part. Uh, So Just because of the recording length, because the the type of camera they were using, it had less than five minutes of film time. Yes, and so the only cut that they took was when he put the mask on, and you... um, you see, like, him switch to the eyeball view of, through the mask. That's when they decided to cut and then continue filming this continuous scene with this paraglide it Panasonic really camera. And, you know, you don't... I mean, you see a lot of long pans now, but, like, uh, anytime I think of that, I think of... What's it? The Birdman or whatever uh, movie. It's got a, it's got a lot of jazz. Um, it's not a horror movie at all, but that was a movie that they filmed almost entirely in one long shot. Oh, wow. Um, and, and like, cool. there obviously were cuts, but, like, it was filmed on purpose like that, similar to this one, um, where you take advantage of, like, putting on a mask. I think there was one more cut in that scene where, like, they transitioned from the doorway out to the hallway as he was leaving mm-hmm. after murdering his sister. Um, but, um, yeah, and that was, like, one of the... F- first films that utilize this camera um and that was what the majority of the budget was spent on like half of it yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah but what a fucking great scene though and then he goes out the front door and then we switch camera views and he's just standing there like fucking catatonic knife in his hand i think the mask is in his other hand yeah and they just his parents come up and like cops show up and whatever you know and it's just like well, shit. And then start intro of the movie. Yep. So that knife was absurdly big. Mm. Do you have any knives in your kitchen that are that big? I do. Yeah, you do actually, do. we do. So it's just a really big knife. Yeah, it's a chef knife. Well, yeah. They come in all sizes. Not that big. That big. Ah, geez, that is a big knife. That's a big chef knife. But even chef so. Life. <laughs> just pull it out from under the table. Yeah, we didn't strategically pause at all. So Not at all. So we could go get that knife that's to called, prove. That's called, that's called movie magic, baby. <laughs> <laughs> movie magic. Strategic pausing, just like putting the mask on the camera. So even though it's huge, it's huge knife. It's a big fucking knife. It's so like... That's a huge bitch. That, that's a knife. <laughs> <laughs> so later... So this is... It looks big, and he's only... And he's a kid. Um, later on, when... Michael Myers stabs boyfriend Bob. Yeah, and pins oh, hunky, him. Oh, hunky glasses? Yeah, and pins him to the door. Yeah. I don't think even that knife would, one, be long enough to go through a body and no. stick that way. It's less about the it's less it's it's less about the size on it, and it's more about the fact that one fucking chef knife, he was off the ground. Off the ground. Mm-hmm. He was hung up like a fucking piece of art. Like just 
Like, it, almost well, as if he was hanging on a meat hook, and but he, he was hanging on a chef knife. And and Michael admires it by turning his head like a German shepherd, like, oh, hey. Yeah, he cocks his head to one side, and then he cocks <laughs> his head to the other side, and like... Admiring his work. This is beautiful art. Which is also what I like to think when they do focus on the knife instead of him stabbing Judith in the beginning, is he's just, like, watching his own art, like, watching the hand of an artist. And I really like to think that that's what Michael Myers thinks he's doing. It's art. Yeah, I can kind of see that. I don't know. Like, I think the focus wasn't on Michael Myers at all. Yeah, he's not in the credits. He's not Michael Myers. No. He's just the shape. And because the, the director didn't want, like, us attributing a lot of thought to him. He's just this, this shape. And, mm-hmm. like, uh, the direction one of the actors who played him throughout the movie got was, go stand on your mark and then move to the other mark. Like, it wasn't, like, attribute a lot of emotional... And the, the one thing I really do love about Halloween, but also, Mike, you know, Michael Myers in general, is the fact that his stance, his presence, his, his, his gait, his, you know, everything, you can attribute that to so many later horror movies. Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. the silent killer that is Jason, the, the uh, Friday the 13th part two, because... We, yeah. we get but it, yeah. The, 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 he doesn't run. He's always walking. But just like Michael Myers. But then he suddenly disappear, so he doesn't run at all. He's never appears hurried. But, you know, in the blink of an eye... Michael can, Myers? Yeah. There's been a, a couple times yeah, when he can just he was hide like, in the shadows, in the shadows, and then which poof, uh, he's gone. Which kind of attributes him to the boogeyman, like and that. Yeah, th- the, yeah, he, yeah, and which is fantastic. Yeah, they do such a great job with it. I mean, Perf- you, you see how quickly he moves though. Like yeah. when he's behind the hedges, he's staring at them, and then he's gone. He's gone, and then they go to look, and he's he's. But gone. you don't you don't ever see him hurrying. You never see him no. rushing. He's just this implacable. It's this. It adds to the creep factor. It's this yeah. amazing presence that he gives. He doesn't talk. He doesn't make noise. He's just he's just fucking there. Just breathing. He breathes. Yes, he's just there. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I just I I really love that he is just this absolute intimidating presence that is damn near without a sound, and he's just this amazing stalker in the dark. Well, I love that so many horror movie tropes come from this movie. So many. So, like, the breathing weirdly into the phone thing that happens. Well, that was done before. I know it was done before, but, like, I think, you know, I think of this movie when I think mm-hmm. of it and, like, Scream or, like, other things where they're like, ah. you know, and I love how they set it up. So, like, when, um, was it Annie originally calls Jamie Lee Curtis's character Lori, Lori yeah. in the bedroom... She's thinks just, it's a creep. Yeah. Yeah. She's yep. <laughs> just yep. the chewing. Yeah. Just, just, and she's like, oh, just creepy. like our Annie eating fucking sandwiches while try, we're trying to talk on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's me. And we've, I, you we've know, all I gotten those try. phone calls. I feel like you got to talk around the sandwich. So I would talk around a sandwich. And just some of the, some of the, uh, the parts where Michael Myers appears just in the background. If you, and it's one of those, like some of them, if you blink, you could miss it. Yeah, you absolutely Like, would. obviously not the part where he's just hanging with laundry. Looks no. out the window, and there he is, and then he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Um, but more so, like, the part where Annie is on the phone, and he appears really quickly outside the back door. Yep. And then he's gone again. He's lurking. No, I think that's that's really... Actually, I was uh, looking at Facebook, obviously, and... Um... 
there was a uh, like a Zillow listing, and it was like just a house, just a regular old house, and in all the pictures getting more and more obvious as you go. Michael Myers is like lurking in all the pictures, like just outside the window, <laughs> lurking behind the couch, <laughs> behind the curtain. Um, it was really cute. They knew how to have fun with yeah. it. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Because they were listing it around uh, like Halloween. Sure, no, that's that, cute. I hope someone bought that house like right away. Right, like, immediately. Fucking get in there. It didn't even, like, it didn't even look like the Myers house. Sure. Um, but it was just, it was a funny thing. Funny enough, the first scene of the movie was filmed last because yep. they had they started with the decrepit house. They started and then with the, 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 the they they well they they yeah, threw they, a quick coat of paint on everything. Yep. Yeah. Let's hurry up and paint everything because it's easier to make it look better than to make it look worse. Yeah. So it's really cool how yeah it's really cool how they film the entire thing in just random orders. I don't know. I just there is just something about this movie that no matter how many Halloween movies they do. Of Mike Myers, mm-hmm. this movie will always be the best. I know. I know some people they prefer the Rob Zombie ones. You know, I think you delve more into the character of Michael Myers in, in the those. Rob Zombie ones. Yeah, you spend yeah. a lot of time with him in the in the psych ward. Yeah. yeah, in the psych ward, and even like as a as a boy growing up, and like I think painting a better picture of why and giving him some more motive for being the way he was. Mm-hmm. But in this, you, you don't have any of that. Like, you know, Michael Myers in this movie didn't have any reason to be a psycho killer. Really? He got dressed up for Halloween. His parents bought him a nice costume. Um, I mean, you can get irritated with your sister for stealing your mask uh, you can get irritated with your sister for, you know... Ignoring you to go have sex. Right. But at the same time, like, does that ever make you want to kill your sister? Very rarely, you know. Unless there's something <clears throat> Something wrong else with very, you. very because wrong. Because he was a psycho killer. Right, right, right. Qu'est-ce que c'est? Run, 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 run. He was pure evil. As Donald Pleasance would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had the devil's eyes. <laughs> I think of so many things when I hear him say that, though. I First off, I think uh, I go to Rocky Horror, right? Yeah. When Columbia is singing her part of the time warp, and oh, she talks yeah. about he, he had a pickup truck and the devil's eyes. I'm like, fuck, she's singing about Michael Myers. Yep. But then I also... a pickup truck. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly my point. And then I also think about Jaws. Oh. You ever seen a shark's eyes? Kind of like dog's eyes, all black and lifeless. Like, I think it's oh, like a dog's eyes. That's what he says. He, yeah, he can... yeah. Oh, well, he's obviously never seen a dog. No, he's also kind of insane and an alcoholic. Well, yeah. It's Captain Quint for you. Oh, Quint. <laughs> oh, them. You old Them salt. seafaring captains. The old so and so's. You old so and so. But yeah, I, I just love how he is presented, how he is talked about, how Loomis talks about him. Loomis is like thoroughly creeped out by this kid. But loves him too. Like it's almost his uh, own kid. He does. He does. I, I disagree. Mm. I think okay. he does. I don't, I think he loves him like he's almost like he's his like family. Like no. he does. I think he feels a necessity to be a caretaker in the fact yeah. that he knows he is the only one that understands him. Like, I, I think he feels a responsibility and there's a tie. Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't call it affection. I wouldn't call it 
you know, a positive feeling. I think he feels a responsibility. And he even said in the movie, like, he's got he's got to stay in the institution. He can't yeah. be set free. So I feel like he feels a responsibility not only to uh, Michael as a, you know, as a psych- psychologist, psychiatrist, but... I feel like he feels a responsibility to the world to keep because Michael he let, he let out this, of it. This, well, he didn't, but this monster got out. Yes. Yeah. All right, that's that's fair. Then he break, you know, he breaks out, and he uses a wrench to smash the car window. Delightfully painted. Painted. Uh, it was there. It was there, but it was it was just like, how do we hurry up and break this window quickly? Why wouldn't he just hold a wrench? That was the thing I didn't understand. Like I, get- I think it was meant to you. It was it was meant to be filmed so quickly that you weren't meant to see the wrench. It was meant to be like this is a character of strength. He smashed the window by high fiving it. <laughs> high five. I don't. It was just such a weird. I mean, at weird- least that was my take on it. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. But I was also thinking like they could have done that with a fist and then just stuck like a nail or something in the fist and broken it but i feel like that would be dangerous but slapping it with an open palm well i think so what they did is the wrench was tucked in his sleeve yeah and you could barely just see the head of the wrench i think he like kind of cocked his hand backwards a bit so that way his hand wouldn't be cut so just the wrench would hit just the wrench and the window would then become beshattered beshattered you say that's a new word i like it i like it um, I really liked that, like, they, they, he and the nurse are in the car. Loomis and the nurse mm-hmm. are in the car. And she's, like, chain smoking. Like, yeah. not super worried about it. Loomis is like, no, this is really bad. And then they get up, and there's, like, all these mental patients wandering around. And in Loomis the fucking is, rain. And the nurse is like, oh, that's weird. Should we go? Should, what should we do? <laughs> and then he gets out, though, and he's like, oh, I'm going to go call. And it's up to the gate and have them let us in. But, like. He had no, like, there, there was no concern, and she's just still sitting there waiting. There's all these fucking patients just roaming around like it's nothing. They just let them out. <laughs> well, he let them out, well, in a no, sense. But yeah, 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 yeah. But, but like, they didn't like, know that, oh, yeah. that's weird. Oh, it must be a recess. <laughs> like, but yeah, she had no cares in the world. And then, yeah, he just, like, just, like, grabs her by the fucking hair. And not in a sense, he had no desire to kill her. It was just, like... Here's a car. Time to go. He paid no attention to it was Loomis there. He just wanted to go. Yep. Funny enough, honestly, Donald Pleasance was probably the most well-known of the actors in this film and probably the most prestigious of the actors in this film. Everybody else was just kind of starting out and doing their own thing. Um, He had been in quite a few other things. And I think he, like, even openly at the beginning of this was like, yeah, I don't know how well this is going to do. And... He drank all the time. Oh yeah, he was like he was like stone drunk through most of this because yeah. he's like, yeah, oh, whatever. Like, I don't care about this. They had to be like, uh, no, you need to take this seriously. Yeah, I think I think they were concerned about his performance, particularly in the car scene because he had just had like a bottle of wine, mm-hmm. <laughs> at least a bottle, at if least not more. But uh, I mean, famous people turned the role down. Like uh, Christopher Lee said no to the role, yep, and then later on was like, oh shucks, oh shucks. shucks. Well. But I mean, there were there were plenty of people they wanted for roles, but I think couldn't they get Cushing too. But it was yeah, also think... based on the the budget, right? They, they, Three hundred thousand dollars. This is all you got. Mm-hmm. I feel like Jamie Lee Curtis made like eight thousand dollars. Eight thousand. Nick and... Castle made twenty five bucks a day. Oh wow, that's the shape. 
Yeah, and he wasn't even the sh- he wasn't even the- he wasn't even Not, in the costume all the time. No, no. Sometimes it was other people. I think one time it was Tommy Wallace. It was, yeah. Uh, it was just a mixture of who was available. Who was there for yes. the day of filming yes. when they had the camera and who they were ready stop? to go? Mostly it was Nick Castle. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also the kid wasn't even the kid the whole like he was the kid in that last first scene. The, the, the little boy. The little boy was little not... Michael, not Tommy. Yeah, little okay. Mi- little Michael was not even a child for that initial walkthrough. That was, I think, Deb the. Uh... Oh, Deborah Hill. Yeah, the, uh, producer or whatever. Yeah, she was. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure it was her or another woman associated with the filming. Um, so if you look at the hands. When he's like in the first person view, yeah, in the first. Oh yeah, person. it wasn't the kid at nice all. Well, no, yeah, Manicured. the kid's not gonna yeah. be able to like pull that off as far as. Yeah, has the knife and is accidentally stabs the actress. Like, <laughs> well, you guys said you wanted realistic, right? <laughs> Whoops. So yeah, uh, great, great start to a film. Like you are in the action immediately. Yeah, there, there is no there, there. Th- this leads you right into it. Like this is gonna be. A creepy, a creepy fucking movie. It's gonna be really good for 1978. This is gonna be, this is gonna be dark. Mm-hmm. Well, and I feel like a lot of movies have copied, you know, movie tropes, etc. But like Scream, particularly, right off the bat, Drew Barrymore, hello, you know, mm-hmm. um, dead. Yeah. In minutes. Well, and I feel like it was one of the first movies that kind of created the trope of the virgin is gonna be the final girl type deal. Nope. Nope. Nope, no? nope, 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 nope. Oh, that John, was a huge so... no, no. That was a huge thing with this movie, where a lot of people were almost like slut shaming this movie. No, and no. No. I don't just, think... just I'm just. It, but John is so mad. The, no, th- this had nothing. Us. No, no. I don't. This no, had nothing do it on to purpose. do. It had nothing to do with it though. Uh, and uh, Carpenter and Deborah Hill. This came up so many times well, about like the virgin being the the final person. It had nothing to do with that. Well, if you would have listened to me, I was going to say that, but then you blah, 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 shushed me. Uh, no, they didn't intend that, but it ended up being just that the other kids were so caught up in sex and stuff like that that and they I were was... whatever, and then she was had more free time, so she was more aware of everything. That's going the on. key thing is she had more awareness. She yes. had more awareness, yeah. but it it's, but it's created... cited as being one of like the top first three. The other two are from nineteen seventy four of the final girl trope. The... And even if they didn't intend it, I don't believe the paper was written until the eighties. Paper. Yeah, there's a there's a a book entitled Men, Women, and Chainsaws, Gender in the Modern Horror Film. It's by uh, Carol Clover. and it was, Oh, it was 90s, 1992 okay. that she wrote the book. But she cites this as being one of the first few movies to, to do this. To create that trope. That not final nec- girl. Not necessarily purposefully, but it still was one of the first to kind of begin that trend and like oh hey we got something here right like it's not a trope until it happens again and again and this was still one of the first couple times that it happened but you have um the the final girl is defined as a female who is the sole survivor of a group of people who are chased by a villain and who gets a final confrontation with the villain whether she kills him herself or is saved at the last minute by someone else such as Loomis or... Um... And speaking of Loomis saving her at the end, oh, did you know that he originally wasn't intended to shoot Michael Myers and him to fall out of the building? No. Mm-hmm. He was originally meant to just pull a full-on roadhouse spinning kick and kick oh. his ass right out of the house. I don't no. see the actor being no. capable of uh, 
No, seriously. A roundhouse kick. No, seriously. That was what it was supposed to be originally. And then, and then did you also know that Jamie Lee Curtis wasn't the uh, first person that they wanted? No, but I think they were happy with her. She has, you know, pedigree as as far as that's concerned. <laughs> that concerned. just because of just because of her mother. Yeah. Being in Psycho. Right. Well, it's and a bit of a pedigree. Too. Well, yeah, Scream Queen. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But well, her father wasn't in any scary movies. No, he no, was Spartacus. He was he was a good actor yes. though. But yeah, well known actor. I mean, I think that's where you get a lot of young Hollywood in any age. But she wasn't the, she wasn't the first person they wanted for the Laurie character. No. I know I've heard this before, but do you know who the first? Was? Yes, the first person they wanted for the Laurie character, the final girl, if you will, the Scream Queen, was originally going to be Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. <clears throat> Are you serious? No. What? What? I just wanted to see your guys' reactions. (laughs) Well, Jen is laughing. I don't even understand. It's. uh, It was a joke, Ann. Making a joke that Steven Tyler is feminine. It's just ironically enough that you know they they came out with the song "Dude Looks Like a Lady," and if you look at Steven Tyler right now, dude looks like a lady. He looks like the hit mom. Well, I or think, now the hip grandma. I think a lot of step grandma, uh, step grandma, aging people just lose their differentiation as they get older. Have you that, seen Sam Elliott? No. Aging people who have had cosmetic surgery well, is, I think, a key part there because certain aspects of them stay the same. Like there the is nothing about Sam Elliott that has aged to look anything different. That man has had a majestic mustache for decades. Well, I can grow a mustache. <laughs> like Sam Elliott? I mean, I pluck. I think we've all been there. Yeah. Pluck. Ladies. Uh, ladies. No, no, I was going to say, no, I have feel We feel the pain. We've all been there. I think there. I should shave my beard off and just do a big, no. beefy mustache like Sam Elliott. Then you just look like your dad. And? <laughs> Jen not, is really I'm not a- ready. Maybe when you're not older, sure. but I'm not One of these ready. days, she's going to come home. It's going to be rocking a full fucking oh, stash. Oh, boy. Not ready. Just everything gone. A little stash. Fu Manchu situation. No, not a Fu Manchu. With the down, uh, yeah. No. No? No. We have some mutton chops. <laughs> I mean, that's not hard for me to do either. Yeah. No, I was thinking like 1800s sheriff, Wild West sheriff oh mustache. Did, did John a cut twirl. us off in our conversation of the final girl trope because Probably. he doesn't want to hear about the patriarchy? Probably. I don't want to hear it because the simple fact that John Carpenter and Deborah Hill will be on my side the simple fact that this has nothing to do with who fucked who in the movie or who didn't have sex or they weren't intending on any of this stuff. This is just what the viewers and Hollywood went, oh, look at the, the this, and I mean, then they rolled with it. You don't have to do something consciously, but the fact remains that Jamie Lee Curtis is held up as the final girl because of this movie, because of her virtuous nature in the film. Mm-hmm. Even if she does smoke... A well, yeah, they were they the, were trying to yeah the devil's lettuce. The devil's they lettuce. They were trying to show that she's just like all the other teenagers. She's not like some goody two shoes. But she patently she was wasn't. She, she was, was trying like, to be. Oh, 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 fuck. But she was awkward about it. She felt bad about it. Her friend who was driving the car was like, "Ah, oh, he doesn't know a thing. He didn't smell it." And like, I feel like you would, but that was it. Annie was uh, yeah. Tommy Wallace's daughter. No wife, oh. I believe. Yeah. In real life. Oh, real yeah. Life. Oh, yeah. sorry. In real life. Yeah, yeah. 
it was yeah it was his wife or girlfriend at the time and um but yeah in the film like she was the one whose dad was the sheriff yeah yes and then she was actually one of my favorites in the film because she i think she was funny like i think she just had a good like and then and then and then her you know uh 30 year later almost now has turned into a porn trope scene Oh no, stepbrother! I'm stuck in the laundry room window. Uh, <laughs> come on, long shirt, underwear, thigh high socks. That, that's the start of a porno. What was it? Uh, Den Lovey Lovely podcast. They uh, referred to it as the Winnie the Pooing it. Winnie the Pooing, yeah, or the like, Donald Ducking. Yes. Yeah, I think it's. I've heard Donald Duck. But yeah, yeah, it's literally what it was. But yeah, I would argue that even if she wasn't supposed to be, she was more virtuous than the other girls who sure. ended yeah. up dead. Sure. Yeah. She had more she was carrying more books in the beginning of the movie, which showed that she was studious. She was studious. She wasn't Annie had a few books, and then PJ Soul's character, whose name I cannot remember right now, she had no books. Lin- Linda? No, no, Linda. Linda. That's that is it. It okay. was Linda. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. But out of the three for all the movies that they've all been in, to me, PJ Souls in her early acting career was the most adorable of the three. She was in Carrie. She, she was. was just. She was in a very. She's a very adorable person. She's she was like, in Stripes. She was one of the MPs and women in uniform. That's fucking hot. Oh, Stripes <laughs> is the one where they have that underwater bar fight and they dress up as a cow. What? What? I don't remember Underwater that. bar fight. Maybe it's not that movie. They have a mud it's wrestling Bill, thing in there. Bill Murray, Bill Murray yeah. John Candy, Harold Ramis. Yeah. No, not that movie then. Oops. And they dress Oops. up as a cow. There's one movie. And they dress up as a cow. Uh, what's his name? He was Batman once. Michael, Michael Keaton? Keaton? No. George Clooney? No. Val Kilmer? Yes, that one. You are thinking of um, Not Real Genius. Nope. Um, well, maybe it was though. There's a cow. No, 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 no. That wasn't real genius. That was the spy movie. Um, well, that's that's why they dress was... up as a cow. The spy movie. Yeah, the spy movie. Real genius wasn't the spy movie. Real genius was the one where the butthole professor was trying to get yeah. like trying to sell plans for this one fucking for the laser. Yes, and, and instead they fill they, they filled up his house with popcorn because he hated the smell of popcorn. That was an amazing Val Kilmer movie from top, the 80s. Top Secret. Top, top Secret oh, is what secret. it was, yes. Uh, that was an okay movie. I just remember the cow and being... But no, that wasn't Stripes. That's so PJ random. Souls was not in Top Secret. No. And she always has like the same look, like the freaking pigtails and like it's the pigtails. Blondes. But yeah. then she also has like, her hair's always pulled back and she's got these bigger ears. Mm-hmm. And I don't, she's just, she's fucking adorable, man. I mean, even now, she's like 72. Mm-hmm. She's still adorable. I don't even know who you're talking about. The blonde wow. out of the group of the three in Halloween. Let me pull you up a picture. That is PJ Souls, and she is adorable. But yeah, so there you go. You saw the picture. She's adorable. Yeah, she's cute. And Carrie, she's like wearing uh, just a fucking ball cap, and her hair is back in like pigtails. Or I don't know. I just... Mm-hmm. She's adorable. I really love that her eyes were crossed when she was dead in the closet. I thought that was really funny. Like they're like, this means you're dead, <laughs> right? Like that's how you know. I mean, it is it is almost it is like one step away from like drawing X's on her eyes, right? Like, like wow. Just so you guys, in case you guys didn't know, she's dead. Her tongue wasn't out, so yeah, I wasn't sure, right, but then right, her eyes were crossed. Right. So I was like, oh, okay, she's dead. She's dead. Uh, that was great. 
Hey, babe, can you go grab me my next beer? Oh, is it beer time? That's fair, because I only have like a little sip It is beer time. Oh, I'm slowly drinking my beer. That's fine, Anne. There's no rush. I was, okay, I will say, Mm. I am kind of full of cheese. Um, (laughs) In the best. full of shit. In the best way possible, though, uh, Jen made us a delicious uh, pepper jelly and cream Cream cheese. cheese. Yeah, it's a dip with, yeah, hot pepper jelly and cream cheese mixed together with some crackers. I had some regular cheese with some crackers, and then I made some sandwiches to summon Annie. Yeah, I was summoned. With some cheese on said sandwiches, so... Lots of cheese. Lots of cheese. Yeah. Some sandwiches. What you drinking? Oh, my next beer is Southern Tier. And I am drinking Warlock, which is an Imperial Pumpkin Stout. 8.6%. So not as not quite as much as the last one, but pretty damn close. Um, it is definitely a heftier beer as far as taste. Um, Southern Tier, honestly, just always has fantastic beers. Really really solid brewery in general um and this one is quite good and i'm pouring it at the moment have you had this one annie i have had that one and i'm trying to think if i stopped at southern tier on my way across new york one time yeah southern tier is based out of pennsylvania though i mean they're all over but maybe then pennsylvania that we stopped on the way to new york but they have a pittsburgh's the original one though what's it say on the bottle well, it says... New York. New York. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Lakewood, yeah. New York. Pittsburgh is not the original. It's in Pittsburgh, but... It's better but, in Pittsburgh. But I think we, <laughs> we stopped at there. Well, because um, it was my 30th birthday party, and that was, like, one of our stops. And But then we were also there for... The, just recently, we went to Southern mm-hmm. Tier because it was right by Stage A&E, and we went there for the Offspring Offspring, concert. yes. Yeah. Nice. Meanwhile, oh. you're drinking your warlock, and you know sometimes I just need to smash pumpkins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now it's my turn to try one of these smash pumpkins mm-hmm. from Shipyard. Um, but yes, the warlock definitely a heartier stout as far as flavor goes, and then heavy on I feel like the vanilla and aftertaste with the pumpkin, less cinnamon and yeah, less, nutmeg, yeah, but more of a vanilla pumpkin aftertaste yeah tell me if you're getting something different annie no i would agree with that so less of the spiciness on the end more of the hefty stout coffee with more vanilla pumpkin at the end like i would say this is closer to you know minus the nuts uh nut house porter than (laughs) it was you know our initial shipyard (laughs) and speaking of smashing pumpkins hopping back into the movie did you know that this movie was originally fil- actually filmed in the in the in spring? In the spring, yeah. And so they only had three. They were only able to find three pumpkins, actual yeah. pumpkins, to film this movie with. There's a pumpkin and, shortage. Yes. So the one is like the main one, which is also the one um, that it's just like you randomly see it on porches and stuff. And then there's the one that Lori and Tommy and Nancy mm-hmm. carve. And then there's the one that the the kids trip Tommy and he falls and smashes. So they had to film that in one take because they didn't. They did. They, they, they had did. no pumpkins. They were able to find the gourds and stuff, but that they painted yes. to look like pumpkins. But it was. I mean, it was filmed in spring in Southern Ooh. California. That is a very full glass. I'm impressed. So not only were uh, squashes 
nothing on the ground. He's squashing. But um, it was all, there were there were palm trees. <laughs> yeah, and I think like Haddonfield was like supposed to be Illinois or something like yeah. that. Illinois. Yep. And then you're watching it, you're like, okay, I can believe this. But if this is October. How come the leaves aren't changing? They're so green. And then you're like, Why is there was no that a, snow? Was that a fucking palm tree? <laughs> I don't remember seeing that. Oh, at there's all. There, there's tons. There's really? yeah, they're not like super evidence because if you're accepting that you're in uh, Illinois, you're you're not looking for them. But yeah, okay. they're they're there. And that was something that I was not looking for at all. So I like, always, that's not something I, I saw. I, so. I've seen this movie so many times, and I always look at the background. You always find new stuff. That's true uh, when you watch movies, but that is not one that I have ever looked for in the past. But you then will again, now. I, no. I will, yes. But then no, again, like won't. Halloween is your favorite by far. No. So, oh, second favorite. When it comes to like the classic horror movies. Yes, but not my favorite horror movie. It is my favorite of the classics. Yes. Classics. Yeah. Um, it is my favorite slasher flick, but it is not my favorite Halloween movie. Oh well, yes, that or one. horror movie. Or technically Halloween-themed horror movie, which that will be coming up eventually. Yes. You guys uh, will find out what that is soon enough. Two episodes. So the end of this episode, we will be choosing our next via random choice. We have a list, and we are actually going to do a fun little uh, dice roll and figure out what we're going to watch next. Uh, based on a couple choices, we couldn't decide. We so. both we we all came up with two choices apiece. I've forgotten what mine are already. That's okay. <laughs> um, and I gave them randomly assigned assigned numbers one to six, and then we are going to roll a d six. Roll a d six. Roll a d six. No no no. God damn nope. it! This is why we're married. That ran through my head too. <laughs> that's been through my. That's been in my head since we originally were like, yeah, let's roll a d six for this. <laughs> Andy shaking no, your head. Blank stare. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a parody on the song Like a G6. Like a, yeah. But it's Roll a D6. It's a Dungeons and Dragons parody. Also, no. Is it actually a parody? Yes. Okay, I didn't realize that. It just popped in my head. Yeah, the like... original hip hop song is Like a G6. Yeah. And then they did a parody. It's a, D- it's a really good um, YouTube video of this song. You would, uh, roll a d6. You would have seen that. Uh, yes. I, I live I live on just absolute comedic YouTube videos. Valid. Ray also enjoys the YouTube. Like See, the, uh, the Batman I, one I showed you last week. Yeah, I'd never seen that. <laughs> Where are the other drugs? They <laughs> try to find his bat voice. Oh, jeez. I, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't typically watch a lot of YouTube. I don't know. It's fun. Dude, it's it's a fucking rabbit hole, man. But we did watch Boombox. We did watch Boombox. Lonely Island Boombox. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we started watching, and we just kept going for a while. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, kids, I got to go to bed. <laughs> and then you guys kept watching videos. Not for long. Not for too much longer. But I, I did a... mention Boombox before John went to the old folks' home to cook food for them. So, mm-hmm. because... Well, power. when you play a boombox loud enough and you hit the turbo bass, everybody starts to have sex. A bunch of old people were fucking like rabbits. Oh. It was disgusting, to say the least. But a boombox can change the world. But you do have to know your limits with a boombox. Are you quoting YouTube videos at me? You're quoting I'm quoting the lyrics Island. of the song, yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, I've, she I've doesn't only, remember this. No, I've only seen it the one time, John. And I feel like she was... Just astounded. Yeah. By the boomboxing. Right. The boomboxing? I don't even know what to do. 
I feel like it's a That verb. sounds boombastic. <laughs> Mr. Fantastic. Like, I feel like it's got to be a verb, right? What? Boomboxing? Boomboxing, probably. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. that 80s movie, Holding Up the Boombox, John Cusack. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Say anything. I know, you shrug. Yeah. I mean, movie. she she did the hands in the air. She, she knew the reference. I knew the reference. Everybody knows the reference, but most people know the reference from Night at the Roxbury. Oh. When he lifts up the radio at, at his brother's wedding and he starts doing the head bob yeah. to what is love. He got that from Say Anything. I also yeah. have no, watched that I, I, movie. Yeah, John Cusack. Yeah. I, just a lot but of I, see, I love, I love eight, eight, like John Hughesy 80s movies. John Hughesy? Yeah, John Hughesy. John Hughes, but they're all <laughs> movies that are John Hughesy. <laughs> they all fit into that category. Okay, I thought you just said his name. No. Like I, watched a lot I, tur- of... I turned him into like a verb. You verb, John you Hughes. Verbed. I, uh, I watch a lot of Disney. Okay. A lot of uh, a lot of the Trek. A lot of the, a lot of the Star Trek. A lot of the Star Wars. Star Wars. That was every Saturday. We watched Star Wars, one, two, or three, or actually, not. Okay. Four, four five, five, or six. six. Let's get yes. this. Let's get this straight, though. Uh huh. When Star. This is not no longer horror movies. This is just the thing that bugs me. Uh huh. When Star Wars: New Hope came out. Oh dear. There was no episode four. It was no. just Star Wars. New right. Hope. A New Hope. Sure. And it was and then, meant to be a standalone. Yes. And, and then, then everybody liked it, and so they created a... They created the trilogy. Yeah. Sure. But I don't think episode four was put in for a while. Even after Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And I'm not 100% on this, but I feel like 4, 5, 6 didn't happen for the part of the titles right away. I feel like they did, though. I don't mm, believe so. No, they didn't. No. But I could be wrong. Yeah, because they didn't originally plan it to be four, five, six. They they literally just did it as the three movies. They didn't plan, like, oh, we're going to do a prequel, one, two, three. Well, if you believe George Lucas, he was always planning on doing prequels. Mm, he's full of shit. But he also no longer owns the rights to any of the shit, so. You're right. The numbers were not originally included in no. any of the titles. Mm-mm. Uh, the new uh, New Hope did not originally include an episode number or subtitle at all. It was mm-hmm. just Star Wars yep. when it originally came out, because they were like, "This is going to be an only movie." And then they realized, "Oh, we could build on this," which is why the whole anomaly with Leia kissing Luke, and then oh shit, their brother and sister. Yeah, but they, like, he didn't. He it didn't wasn't have intended. On that, yeah. yeah, it wasn't intended originally for them to be brother yep. and sister. And then people so. will hit you with like, well, yeah, but then she kissed him later on. But it had nothing to do with. It was the fact that let's make Han jealous. That's all that was. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of a lot of thought behind this. So, see, I mean, this is the whole thing with the podcast, man. We don't we don't even just talk about the one movie that we're focused on. We, we'll go, we will go on <laughs> tangents. Yeah. Lucky for you listeners, John and Jen often remember the names of movies and actors when they're talking about them. I usually remember something that they might have been in. My biggest thing, mm-hmm. for, I mean, and I and I haven't seen every movie, obviously, uh-huh. but I've always been a film buff. Mm-hmm. I've always been the guru for movies. I've always been the one that will randomly quote movies, just pull it out of nowhere, usually when the situation deems a quote from that from a certain movie i will pull it out of my ass and people will be like the fuck did that come from mm-hmm. that's my brain 
I have the most trivial knowledge up in this son of a bitch. So I actually found it a personal conquest, though, when we first started dating, because he, you know, prides himself on this, that I actually showed him quite a few movies that he hadn't seen and ended up freaking loving that were quote-unquote classics, Ooh. and now he fucking loves. But a lot of movies that he's hated. Mm, not a ton. There's not a ton that you've hated that I've shown you. No, most movies I can appreciate for what they are. Yeah, a like, few. But there are some movies that like we the, as a group have watched together, mm-hmm. and Paul was there as well, like fucking Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> the more which just then led of Paul to continue watching <laughs> the sequels of Sleepaway Camp. Paul is so bad. After you watch the first one, and you're like, fuck, that movie sucked. Then you find out that there's like at least three more of them, and you're like, well... This is a rabbit hole I'm going down in the next couple days, I'm and he sure, did. I'm pretty sure you did. We did him. watch. We did watch uh, Sleepaway Camp two together. I ended up going. I started you went to bed. It. I, you went to bed. Yeah. Yeah. I started it. I went to bed, and I was like, "Nope, I'm good. I gotta go work in the morning." So you have fun. Yeah. I Paul slept. and I had a lot of late night movie nights. Uh, one of them we watched like. I think it's like the house guest or something that the latest like Paulie Shore movie. Nice. We watched that. We had a lot of like Jen's like. I'm going to bed. Like, Paul and I were like, hey, we're going to watch this wrestling pay-per-view. And then we're going to watch this movie because it's still too early to go to bed. So I feel like, all right, so Patreon's out there. I know this hasn't been discussed for a while, but if we do get any Patreons, I feel like we need to have Paul on and discuss Sleepaway Camp. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, I feel Let's like we um, need to. Or, Uh-oh. or not. No, 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 no. This is a, this is going to be a, so we've hardly ever talked about this. This is going to be a Patreon special offer. Oh. If we get, if we get, I I don't want to make a big number. If we get five patrons. What? No, that's, no. Five. As soon as we get five five. patrons, this is, this is going to be your guys' reward. Is that Spoiler alert, Paul will sit in. As we will review Sleepaway Camp, and we will not do it until we hit five patrons, and then we will record that for a special episode that will only be released for our patrons. Mm, I like that idea. I like it. No, yeah, Annie's cringing over. Yeah, there. it was a because shit movie, but is, you know what? It's gonna that's be the, hilarious. That, that is, that, it's so bad. That's, it's the, be but that's the beauty in this, though. We are gonna review all these fucking movies, amazing and terrible. But this is gonna be one well, yeah. that's very special. Just for the patrons out there. The ones that are like, here's a little bit of money a month. We get five of those. Then you know what? Fucking epic. We're going to do Sleepaway Camp. And the more we get, the more stuff we want to get out there. You know, the more stuff that our patrons will get that the rest of the regular listeners won't get. And there's so many memes with Sleepaway Camp and like a historical just like references. References to Sleepaway Camp. It's so The first <laughs> reference I ever had to Sleepaway Camp was early 2000s. Uh, I was watching Robot Chicken <laughs> on Adult Swim on Cartoon Network. Sure. And I think it was like the first episode. And they were like talking about movies and then like they show it and they have like the main character who's just standing there naked and it has like this a blank sensor square. <laughs> but then it, And then it's just like... Yeah, she... Don't spoil the movie. All right. It did, I, I feel like... Patrons. If you get up there, we get five, you'll know what the sensor square was covering. Teeth. Teeth. No, no. Oh, that no. was the movie Teeth, yeah. where she had teeth in her vagina. 
actually a decent i feel like it was a decent movie a lot of people were like "Ooh, that's really people also say that slither was a decent movie and that was stupid too i liked slither you would it's nathan fillion come on i don't care nathan fillion can't save that movie it's also really a bad movie and what's his face is also in that movie um oh my god what's the dude's name um, he was Mary. He was John. Mary Poppins in Ga- Guardians yes, of the Galaxy. Yes. Um, Star Lord's daddy. Yep. <laughs> Star Lord's daddy. Yeah, it was Star Lord's daddy. At one point, he goes. Yeah, you I know, picture him. Uh, Rook. Uh, Tom. Rourke. No, 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 Rook. No, 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 no. Michael Rook. What the hell was his character's name in there? Yondu. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. In Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So yeah, he was in Slither as well. But yes. yeah, still cannot say that movie. Michael Rooker. That movie sucked. Well, I thought I thought it was good. Well, then why are we teasing it? Because I definitely don't want to watch that again. Because, you know, we're also teasing Sleepaway again? Camp, and we're going to do Sleepaway Camp, and we have five patrons. And you know what? Maybe for our patrons, we can do these terrible, shitty movies, and we can call we can call the patron ones the movies that Annie hates. And then we those could be the ones well, no, we do. It'd be the movies that... Any of us hate and are how they have like, that, that how uh, they have that TV show the 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 movies that made us yeah, yeah. the movies that made us go fuck this is terrible oh, that list... could be just for you dear patrons oh. <laughs> not dear listeners dear patrons I feel like we have to entice them with something pot like they're gonna be like I'm not sponsoring you specifically so I never have to hear about that movie like we gotta we gotta throw in some ones yeah. that are good yeah. too that's fine well, yeah I mean but what's it gonna entice we're... them is the fact that they're gonna have spoiler alert Paul. Ooh, spoiler alert, Paul. In the episode. And not just shouting out spoiler alerts. Tantalizing. Titillating. You get to actually hear spoiler alert, Paul. Yep. I mean, I feel like... He'll be sitting right here on my lap. I mean, you'll get a little teaser of spoiler alert, Paul. So will Paul by sitting on my lap. (laughs) (laughs) Giggity. (laughs) That that giggity was just for Paul. Because I know he's going to be listening. Yep. <laughs> Love you, buddy. I feel like he's going to be not one of the Patreon <laughs> supporters. But then again, I feel like Paul's cousin is also probably listening. And she's like wondering and questioning her cousin now. Or just going with it because she knows him. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, so patrons. Do it. Do it. We 100 percent will. Sleepaway Camp will be the first one. And we. Will oh, I love I love this cringy face that Annie is making right now. She... But no, we're gonna have it, it, yeah, Trust me, I also found it cringy and just. But at the same time, we will have fun while doing it because it's gonna be hilarious. We're gonna have an amusing time with it. So we're not going to take it too seriously because nobody can take that movie seriously. Do we take any of these movies really seriously? No. No. But nobody can take that movie seriously. No. I mean, there's a few that you could take vaguely seriously in certain aspects. Sure. sure. I feel like The Witch we took relatively seriously. No, no, we did not. Do you need to re-listen to that episode? <laughs> Probably, but... Baby yeah. lotion. Nope. There you go. <laughs> I already won this conversation right now. <laughs> Two words. That was all it took. Yep. Yep. Fuck, I'm dying. <laughs> you know what you need? Some of that fresh baby lotion. I don't think you drink that. That no. baby lotion's not pulp-free, though. No. no. Okay, I lied. We don't take shit seriously. Nope. Thank no. you. 
I took that I took that conversation seriously of us taking shit seriously because I was very, very against the fact that we take shit seriously. Yeah, we absolutely don't. No. You can't it's just like life. You can't take it seriously. Well you really can't take horror movies very seriously. No. Oh, no. Some, I feel like some of them. No. You can. I really don't feel that way. If you uh. come out of a horror movie taking it seriously, well, you watched it wrong. You've 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 horror movied incorrectly. <sighs> and you know what? I'm sure we have listeners that are just like you right now, Jen, where they're like, no, you can. So you know what? Send us some emails. Hop on our Facebook page and tell us. Comment those movies that you believe you come out have taken seriously. I can't think of any. One of them that I'm thinking of immediately is we need to talk about Kevin. You have not watched it yet. Listen, I don't don't know who Kevin is, but I don't feel we need to talk about him. No, Tilda Swinton's in that. I can't take her seriously. Who? (laughs) Tilda Swinton. (laughs) See, I don't even know what this movie is, but it sounds dumb. <laughs> a movie that is literally called We Need to Talk About Kevin? He's like her son. Is it like yeah. a spinoff of Home Alone? Lost? No. That we don't need to talk about Kevin. It's her son, and her son has issues. And it's basically something where they put off talking about it because it's their son, but he has issues, and he ends up doing like a mass school shooting and killing the family and instead of like hey talking about kevin early on like hey our kid has issues they put it off like oh hey you know like i yeah i don't know but he's our kid that, we love him does that even we count don't need to talk about it um, as a horror movie at that point or is it more of a suspense I feel Thriller. Like... What a horror movie trope, though. A little kid with mental issues that people don't want to talk about. Halloween, anyone? But, Every other but... horror movie that includes a terrifying, psychotic child? But this one is more... Brings into light real-life children yeah. who have had issues and done stupid, terrifying shit when they're teenagers. But I don't, I don't think, like, that qualifies as horror, though. I think that's more, you know, realistic fiction than horror. There's a lot, but that could be, like, a psychological horror. Just psychological, yeah. But there's a lot. See, this is the thing, though. There are a lot of movies that deal with topics like that, that especially, like, the whole thing involving children and kids with mental issues, and do you address it, do you not, do you sweep it under the rug, do you stick them in an asylum? It's to me. It's overplayed. It's what Hollywood does best. Well, I mean, art imitates life, and vice versa. Art's mm-hmm. dead. Oh, why? Name a new theme. What's what's not been done? What hasn't been played out? Simpsons did it. No, I'm not even talking about that. Hey, I, I know. I'm, I, I'm just <laughs> saying what hasn't been what hasn't been done. What hasn't been turned into a fucking theme park? Well, I'm sure there's things. We don't have a Dungeons and Dragons theme park, do we? I don't know. Do we? No. Will we? I hope so. That'd be amazing. Probably will soon enough. Like you roll a dice when you get to the gate and it determines how much you have to pay to get in. Oh, man. You don't want that nat one then, do you? No. Oh. That's like double price. No. You get a nat 20, though. I'm I'm walking in for free, Right, You walk in free free if you get a, a nat 20. Here's the trick, though. The dice, loaded. Well, they they it probably would be they it have to be. own the dice and you know, mm-hmm. like uh like Vegas where they have to switch the dice. Yeah, out. yep, hundred percent. Yes, um, yes. And like the different rides, like there's a dungeon. 
I hope and so. And the dragon? <laughs> uh, I mean, the dragon might be like... <laughs> How far we've fallen from Halloween. I don't know. Quite. Well, I would go there on Halloween. I mean, we just talked about kids in mental institutions, so... I was what are you trying... trying to say? That playing D&D is... No, no, I'm just... <laughs> You sound you sound like the parents back in the seventies and the eighties that said that Dungeons and Dragons draws draws you deeper and deeper into the bowels of the devil. No, I was just saying that we go back and forth tying it into Halloween. This I wasn't saying anything about it. We were talking about we need to talk about Kevin and then we're talking about kids with Do you know what also goes back and forth? Michael Myers' knife. Into a watermelon, which made the noise for the stabbing sound. No, that was into a corpse. Uh, I meant for movie effects. A vegetable. Yeah, buff glasses. I guess a watermelon is a fruit. That's that guy's name. His name was Buff Glasses. Mm -hmm. What? The the guy that Michael Myers hung up on the wall with his knife. It was Bob. No, it was Buff Glasses. And it was Bob. No, it was Buff Glasses. Pretty sure it was Bob. Nope. (laughs) Like I'm... I'm like reasonably certain it was Bob. Buff glasses. <laughs> if you had to remember this character, I would remember it was Bob. If you had to remember this character, Bob, would you think of Bob? Or are most of the listeners going to be like Buff glasses every time you see the movie? Buff glasses. Was he buff? Well, now they are. He was. He wasn't not buff. I would. I would have also have thought him as awkward Humper and Bob. No, he was buff glasses. No, awkward Humper was uh, Judas' boyfriend in no. the beginning. No, I mean that was no. All... That was an awkward humper. That was that was uh that was two second Tom. Yeah, two <laughs> second Tom. <laughs> but like when when sorry, when Tom. Bob and what's her face Linda were in the bed. Yeah. Like there was no like rhythmic anything. It was just like wiggling blankets, wiggling blankets, and he's like, oh, and then he rolls over, was, and she's it... like, that was so great. This is where we get women who are like, oh, yes, that was wonderful. Like, what? It's not. Um, <laughs> you don't ever want to be like, dude, what the fuck? That lasted two Like, seconds. what on like, earth are you doing? It was just the implication that they had sex without actually doing and making noises. I really also, was confused also, as to what they were doing. Also, was, in relation to it's the implication of being killed without blood throughout the movie. Like, there's not a lot of blood, but people are getting killed. Like... The implication is there. But. Exactly. And that's what, the, that, that's what the beautiful art is in that movie. <laughs> you can do it. You can imply it without it being actually done. I was not. You can do it. I mean, like, I, I get that that's what they were aiming at, but I feel like. Annie. They, even just Annie, a, What? They couldn't spend 25 to 45 minutes on a sex scene for a horror movie. They would only need to spend two. <laughs> For the average teenage boy. Or 20 seconds if you're Judith's boyfriend. Right. Right. Poor Judith. So I would would say that overall, though, how could they... It's talking about, like, everything being done and overdone. Uh Uh-huh. Are you ever going to see a movie that's not a remake or that's not, like, it's a spinoff or... it, It just... It feels like this past... 10 to 15 years, everything coming out of Hollywood for the most part has already been done. Remakes and sequels and it, there's nothing fresh. I'm there's not mad very, about it. There's very little that is fresh. One thing I can say is there are a few that stand out, like Robert Eggers. That's fair. 
so he has had a lot of more unique things come out that have not been remakes of something in the past or and for his his movies the art is still there it's still mm-hmm. alive absolutely the the, the, I think the, the the thing that, especially for horror movies, I feel like what kills horror movies nowadays is the fact that it costs less money, and that's all. In the, and it's hey, I get it, it's a business, but it costs so much less money to make CGI shit. I miss the practical effects. Agreed. Yeah. Very I mean, much agreed. I think you have to be more creative when you can't use CGI. So, like, the example of the pumpkins and having to paint a, a green sure. pumpkin orange. And I would rather them. that than having them go, well, we just added in digital pumpkins. Well, I don't mind digital pumpkins because mm. I wasn't really getting Halloween vibes from the movie either. Like, yes, they were like pumpkins and yes, it's there Halloween. There were children trick-or-treating. What the, more do you need for Halloween? The trees were green. And there was, like, one group of trick-or-treaters. Like, I think, uh, yes, it was a low-budget film, but if they could have filled in a little bit with some CGI, I don't know, children. It was 1978. I realize that, but that's what I'm saying. I'm not mad at CGI, particularly when it gets better. and be- Like, Jurassic Park, one of my favorite movies of all time. Use real dinosaurs. Yeah. Do better, Hollywood. Get good, noobs. Wow. Like, they were. But the original Jurassic Park wasn't CGI. It was all robotics. It, no, there was CGI. No, there it was, was like CGI. some of the first really good CGI yeah. for the Velociraptors like, running and and the T Rex chasing after yeah. the car. No, that was robots. Okay. <laughs> so it's funny. I'm talking about like not having remakes and things like that, and thinking Robert Eggers and the Witch and whatnot. And then now I'm just like looking at it, and I'm like, oh, he's remaking. Nosferatu now, like literally today. Okay, but here's the thing. The original Nosferatu was like 1920s, made in Germany. I think we can forgive that. Is he doing a silent film like the original Nosferatu? I don't know. That's what I'm looking at. But that's the thing, though. It's been a hundred years. Go ahead. But when you're redoing movies that came out 10, 15 years ago, it hasn't even been enough time. But then there's other movies you shouldn't make remakes of and then i find out that they're fucking remaking the goonies what i still won't watch it (laughs) i've angered john hollywood has angered john Uh, we were just talking about a remake of uh they remade fucking footloose into some country line dancing clusterfuck of a movie i don't even think that registered on my radar I'm never mad at a remake. Sometimes it's better. But sometimes it's worse, and you can say, well, the original was better and sound cultured. I don't know. Parent Trap. So the original from 1960, as opposed to the late 90s with Lindsay Lohan. 100% better. You had had more singing in the original. The Disney fight. You love Sound of Music, but you didn't like the original Parent Trap? No, that was my favorite. That's what I'm saying. Like, the original Parent Trap, you can sound... I don't know, snooty. I said, I, I, I said, what what remake is better? Oh, what remake? Yes, is better? and you're like Parent Trap. I'm like, oh, what? No, I'm sorry. No, the original is no, better no, no. for the Parent Trap. I said, name a remake that is better than the original. Mm. I don't know many remake movies, although I will say the TV show that looks like it's coming out for Interview with a Vampire looks like it's going to be a lot better than anything with Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. Listen, mm. was the original casting a terrible fucking choice? Yes. Yes. But 
I still don't like the idea uh-huh. of a TV show. I want a movie. I love TV shows. You get to explore the characters. You get to know them and their stories a lot better than you can ever do in a two and a half hour, three hour arc. Like, think of if Game of Thrones, even if every season had been a movie, you can't possibly cram all that character development and, frankly, number of characters and the number of times you have to say Winter is Coming into a single movie. You just cannot They do could it. have had a whole movie literally just called Winter is Coming. Right. Winter is coming. But here's the thing. Did you get a coat? Would the last movie, if they would have done that that way, would the last movie been better than the ending that Game of Thrones and HBO fucking gave us? They should have waited. He hasn't finished the book yet. He's never going to. He can't now, I feel. Well, I mean, he might. Who knows? He's never going to. (sighs) And then you're going to have like a ghost writer or a family member going, here's the original script. He just never got the hit. He almost, he was done. He just didn't have time to get it published. He died. He certainly did have time. He's published Yeah, since the 90s. Yeah, two other books. Yeah. One of them wasn't even a Game of Thrones related book. Nope. It was like some, like, fucking, like, what, Wild West vampire or some shit like that. I mean, I can't get mad. How often do I get unfocused and switch tracks? May he just mean... Not as much as me. Okay. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm done with the remakes. I'm not. Bring them on, I think. I like... If you give me a sequel, that's great. Yeah. Like the 2018 Halloween sequel. That was amazing. And Halloween Kills, which came out last year, mm-hmm. and Halloween Ends, which comes out next week. Next week. That's that, that's fine because it's a continuation, but it's done so beautifully. That is what Hollywood needs to put out. But Hollywood is only ever interested in the business sense and the dollar, and it's let's oh. put out all this garbage that people are going to continue to watch, like the Twilight series. What? What? It's garbage. What Twilight series? Fair enough. <laughs> Oh, the wow. vam- the sparkly vampires. Yeah, yeah sparkly, sparkly vampires. vampires. Yeah. yeah, They gave us that trash. Four of them, if well, I'm not mistaken. Well, they saw the dollars Five of them? In. I don't know how many movies. And, yeah. how ma- and, and here's the thing. It got teens interested in reading. And while it was... You know what also got people interested in reading? Fifty Shades of Grey. Also trash. My point. But people were excited but about do they? It. But do they still read? Or did they only read Twilight and Fifty Shades and then call it a day? No, they continue to read. They did say they? they come in and they say, I like that book. Did you like, apologize Ugh. going, I'm sorry? Here's something that will actually stimulate your brain and not just your nether regions? No, but then they can transition from there and say, okay, I enjoyed this. I like the story. What? What do you, Anne, as an ex-bookseller, uh-huh. what do you recommend for someone who goes, listen, I love Twilight, and I loved Fifty Shades of Grey. What's the next big series for me, Annie? What do you What do you recommend? Well, I, I asked them what they liked about it. Was it the relationship? And so then we're looking, you know, at Fifty Shades of Grey, we're looking for, you know, some of those more bondage-type books, right? Um, or, or or the romance novels that deal more with uh, that type of relationship, right? Or uh, for Twilight, we look more at uh, also re- weird relationship books. But there are books out there where you can continue reading. There's a new Peter Pan series. There's a new... Um, what? 
Hades and Persephone book, Pomegranates and something or other. Oh, I have heard about that. Yes. Yeah. It's a graphic novel, too. No, no, no. Well, yes, that is a graphic novel. But there's been other retellings of that. But they're, you know, they're continuing to read. They're continuing to seek that type of story, which. What do you mean a new Peter Pan series? There's a new Peter Pan series. About what? A sexy Peter Pan. Oh, get the fuck out of here. So, I have something to throw a kink in John's theory of remakes. He's so mad. And and I know this is going to kill him. I'm ready. That The Birdcage is a remake. Shut up. The Birdcage? Oh, yeah. Robin Williams? Yeah. Is a remake from a 1970s movie. Who was in the 1970s version? It was an Italian-French comedy. So it was it, it was a it English was a remake. remake, just yeah. like The Grudge was of Juan. It was a remake, just in a different language. Yeah. So that's fine. Why is because that fine? It's, because that's not a that's not a, technically a remake. It is a remake. No, 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 no. It's a remake in a different language, so then people that only understand a certain language can understand better and also enjoy the mm. movie. Don't you ever fucking dare shit on the birdcage again. I, that was not you were trying shot. to throw a wrench in my birdcage. I was trying to throw a wrench in your theory. That, that that's all... a remake that you like better than the original. But it's a different language. It is easier for me to, most people, to just watch the movie. Dubbed for movies. No. Yeah. No. 100%. No. I would rather read the subtitles than watch the dubs. Okay, so Godzilla. Then, Godzilla is a Japanese movie. Okay. Talking about the original? Gojira? Yeah. Okay. So you like that one? Sure. Do you like the one with uh, with Matthew Broderick? Yeah, 1998 Godzilla. Uh, it's not a great movie. It's um, not. But it's also an American take on Godzilla, but then they've even come out and said that that's not even Godzilla. It is now dubbed Zilla, and it has gone up against Godzilla in comics and uh, video games, but and stuff. when it it came out, it was a reimagining. It was shit of Godzilla. It was shit. I love it. I have it on my shelf at home. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, honestly, I probably have it on my extra movie shelf in right. my closet down here. Absolutely, but it's not a great movie. I'm not saying it was a great movie. I'm just saying it's a remake that I enjoyed enough to purchase. Listen, I'm not saying that a lot of people don't enjoy remakes. I'm just saying there's a lot of remakes that I don't enjoy personally. And a lot of those remakes, because they're shit. You took a fa- there's a fantastic movie, and you went, let us remake it because money. Yes, because of but money. They, but they, I but also think that people, people think that they have a better way of doing it, that they have a, a more interesting way of of looking at it. You know, we have the remake of the movie we watched for this episode, Halloween with Rob Zombie. When I feel like it, there's also a nostalgic aspect to it. Because a lot of people bank on the fact that, okay, now these people who love this movie when they were X age are now in an age where, hey, they're going to love a fucking remake of this or love a reimagining of this. And they kind of bank on that nostalgic factor Mm -hmm. or they'll bank on the fact that younger people like, hey, I know about this. Let's make it more applicable to today's generation and uh, people are trying to bank on that not necessarily everybody agrees with that and i kind of am in the same boat as you john is that not everything is great as far as a remake goes there are some 
exceptions that sometimes, hey, like, they actually did a decent job on that, or they did credit to the series, or they made it more of a sequel versus a complete remaking of the movie. There's been a few that I've been impressed with. However, for the most part, it is a little difficult sometimes to watch it when you're like, oh, that was my favorite as a kid. I love this. And then you're seeing it remade and you're like, eh, I don't know that I necessarily agree with this or like it as much as the original because of that nostalgic factor. Yeah, if Hollywood is making a remake based on the nostalgic factor, you're already you're already tarnishing the nostalgia. Well, nostalgia is what the, is the original. If Hollywood's like, oh, these people love this movie back when they were kids, let's remake don't. Then I, w- I would argue that that movie isn't for you. It's the filmmaker with the nostalgia, and they're saying, I think I can do it better. And then they try. And then, yeah. like, like almost like Rob Zombie in the Halloween movies? Yeah. Those sucked. I didn't hate it. They sucked. I mean, I didn't hate it. I, yeah, I looked at it in a completely different light than the original. I tried to view it as a completely separate type of thing. And I also didn't hate it. I tried to just look at it as a completely separate thing versus comparing it to the original. And I think that's where things get tough. If you're trying to compare it to the original, most of the times there's no really comparison because it's a completely different age. It's a completely different era. It's a completely different style. If you're trying to remake something and make it your own. And I think, you know, Hollywood movie makers have to a lot of the time pander to their audience by giving them what they know and then sometimes slipping in a little bit new. It can't be the other way around. That's where you get cult classics. They're cult classics because they weren't a big takeoff in their time. They were sleeper hits that people are like, oh, that actually was kind of cool after they've been around, after people get used to that new idea. I don't Mm -hmm. know of many remakes that have become cult classics. And back to Rob Zombie, he will Mm -hmm. never make a movie that will impress me. The Fly was a remake. Jeff Goldblum Fly? That was a remake. I think the original was like in the 50s. That was a great movie with Ketch. (laughs) I mean... The Jeff Goldblum one? Yeah. Sure. Gina Davis? Yeah. But sometimes things slip through the cracks. I'm just, I said, in my opinion, the majority of these remakes are shit. But I feel like that's an indefensible position to take. Like, that's an opinion, as is mine, that some can be good. But I, your previous statement was that, uh, that there's nothing new, and that's crap, that art is dead. There's nothing new that will ever trump the original. I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you your opinion. That's fine. And Rob Zombie sucks as a movie director. I will never enjoy his movies. It's it's the same it's the same shit. Stop putting your wife in the movies. I'm tired of seeing her. I mean, I'm tired of seeing the same two fucking characters. I mean, it's very similar to uh, Tim Burton. Tim yes, Burton, stop. Yes. <laughs> it's sweet though, a little bit. Sure, you love your wife. I get it. That's amazing, dude. I'm tired of fucking seeing her. She's a shitty actress. Stop. She plays a crazy bitch well. She probably is. <laughs> probably. I mean. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people enjoy his, uh, enjoy his movies, and that's fine. But in John's opinion, they're garbage. I can only think of the one that I've watched. What? Oh. Mm, that being one. House? No. Or Halloween. Okay. Yeah. So you've never seen House of a Thousand Corpses or. I think it was on. The Devil's Rejects. Also, no. 
something with three in the name, or the third one of that series, uh, Halloween 2. Yeah, because they suck. Oh, well, no. I just can't, didn't get around to watching them. Didn't have time to waste. Well, and then now he did the new Monsters. Oh, I heard, <laughs> I heard that was shit. He tried bringing back a very classic yeah. Monsters, and he flopped hard. Well, and I guess he it was a lot different than he wanted it. Like, he wanted it to be black and white, and so instead he made it very exuberant, vibrant, whatever. It was this weird color scheme. Yes, so he tried to do that on purpose because they wouldn't let him do it black and white. And I feel like, fun fact with that, part of the reason he's fucked up, I feel like it was the monsters he was watching. He was sitting there watching that or something, and he literally saw a make- naked man running down the road. His wife had, like, stabbed him with a knife in his side, just bleeding all over. And that was part of his childhood that he, like, one of his first memories was seeing a naked man running down the road with a knife in his side. Part of the reason Rob Zombie's fucked up. That's no fucking excuse for his terrible movies. I'm just saying that... I don't... That, that, and I feel like that's also probably his connection to the monsters is because I think he was watching that. I mean, that's a core when, memory at that point. Exactly, yeah. You're not going to forget But I'm just saying, monsters. random thing about Rob Zombie... I think that that is Fun fact. an interesting, yeah. <laughs> Fun fact, Jen here. So, <laughs> final synopsis though, you're not going to impress me with the Rob Zombie movie. I will watch it, uh-huh. and by the end of the movie, I'll be like, Pfft. because it's two hours long and it's time to poop. Sometimes, yeah, but most of the time, no. It's just it's not good. The storytelling is not good. The acting's not great. The it's script, not- the script is terrible. But I think that's, style. that's the great thing about movies is not everyone has to enjoy and it. And that's the best thing about this podcast, though, is we, we all have, no, 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 it was we all have our own opinions on things. John will try to trump all of our opinions. He's at least the loudest. That's the patriarchy. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> They're just loud. We will always try to trump you. Uh, gross. Very gross. I'm just saying. This is the whole point of this podcast, too, is we all enjoy horror movies. We do. And we all have our own opinions and uh-huh. likes on every movie, every types of movie. Except Sleepaway Camp, and I don't think any We all hate Sleepaway <laughs> Camp, yeah. So, so we can come together at the end of the night and going, Sleepaway Camp is a terrible fucking movie, and patrons, hit us with that five, and we'll review it for you. And we are going to shit all over that movie more than we will shit over any other thing. This will be a united shit for you from us all over Sleepaway Camp. And listen, we are going to have to rewatch this movie for you. I will rewatch Jeez. this movie multiple times for you before that episode so I can shit on that verbatim. <laughs> I'm going to shit all over that sleepaway camp. You're going to be as accurate for as possible. You, for you, all the my research. dearest patrons. All Where the research. sleepaway camp filmed? At a camp, man. I don't fucking oh, know. You don't say John. At a camp. Why Why are we asking Let's say. Right let's now? worry about that fact for when we do sleepaway camp. Okay. <laughs> it just popped into my head. Like, how close are we? 
Why? You want to go to sleepaway camp to film the episode? My, I might. Uh, anyway, what movie are we watching next? All right, next? so winding down this episode, I apologize if this one went further on than our normal, like, let's try to beat this around an hour, but this episode has been just a lot of spitballing. It's been a lot of fucking fun, though. A lot and of this- rage. Rage. Slayer. Slayer. This is, but this is what I wanted, though. I love seeing, I love seeing the, the verbal. Um, the verbal fry. I... I- <laughs> I'm literally watching the recording lines as we're doing this. The demons. It hurts my throat. Oh, fuck. Give us the candy, little girl. You could do that for anything, and it's funny. I'm going to have to, okay, one minute, or one hour 40. I'm going to have to take a screenshot of the verbal freaking. That's fine. And like I said, a lot of this, I mean, hey, you'll be editing, and this is longer than our intention. But, all right, so let's roll this for episode eight. Rolling the D6. Best out of six, everybody. Oh. And the dice says two, so episode eight will be Scream. Oh, I'm excited. We already referenced it this podcast. We did. Podcast. And, and I think we did multiple episodes. Oh, we have. But yes. fair enough. So allow me, before we say goodbye for tonight, allow me to leave you with some things that Michael Myers had taught me. Number one is be true to yourself. Number two is never give up. <laughs> and number three, fuck running. Because no matter what, you will eventually reach your goals. That's um, that's inspirational. It is. <laughs> Thank you, Michael Myers. Catch you guys next time. Bye. I'm Jen. Bye. <laughs>